Yo, what's the vibe? It's Ray with the East, also with the five. I'm with my man, Fitty Santana. Welcome to episode 12 of the pod. It's Wingman Wednesday. What's the vibe, my guy? Everything good? You're Wingman Wednesdays. We double down. You know how we do on Wednesdays, man. Episode 12, big ups to Ray Sosa in the pod, man. Let's go. <laughs> We've got to make that a thing, man. Wingman Wednesday got to ring off. I got a couple people who hit me up, like, you know, with the Wingman Wednesday shit. They fucks with it. Yeah, what you think about that, um, that fucking J. Cole drop? Yo, I really liked what he did. And giving back the royalties to that artist, you know what I'm saying? Because that right there just showcases, look, you put your shit out there, there's always an opportunity. There's always a chance. You never know. But if you don't put that shit out there, how are you supposed to know what the opportunities are going to arise? Yeah, yeah. That nigga, I mean, J. Cole always doing something, man. He He's always making himself the people's champ. You know what I'm saying? He's He's always being humble. He's always showing love. Like, he's always like, just been a guy for the people, man. And this was another time of him doing that. Literally looking up J. Cole type beat, then smashing it and then just saying, yo, go ahead and let this live on your page. You know, like that's epic, bro. Like <laughs> And the dude in the chat only that, had you know sixteen hundred views. What happened? That kid only had sixteen hundred views on that beat prior to. Yeah. That's and crazy. That's like, you know, you could change somebody's life and you know, when you get to that point and you're able to do something like that, you know, that's like what my man Ross said, like, like true wealth is what you could do for someone else. You know what I'm saying? So being able to just give back like that and, you know, at the same time, it's a market employee too. Like, I mean, you you can't, you can't take from it that it's such a, it's such great marketing because you look like such a good guy, a hero, like you, the song gets a lot of attention, like. Now, like, it's like, all right, what's next? Like, you gonna, you have to put something out on the heels of this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's, but such, I mean, it's such good marketing. It is a good marketing scheme, but it also is, you gotta, you gotta look at what artist is doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah, already that's know. That's why I said it's such a good marketing because nobody's done it and it's so him. It's on brand. You we know, yeah, like, we know who Cole is. Cole is just down to earth. You know what I'm saying? And in every song, no matter what, he's gonna go gold, platinum, double platinum, whatever. But that's just who he is. You know what I'm saying? And remaining his character is why people really fucks with him. Yeah. And I even like what he was talking about in the song, man. And even to name it like procrastination. It's like me as a fucking procrastinator, I fucking <laughs> felt that shit so hard. Yeah, there, bro. To the core. Because, like procrastination just has so many fucking levels to it like i remember like driving to work after hearing the song and i was actually trying to do a solo pod just because like my mind opened up on on how bad it is to procrastinate as somebody who saves everything for the last minute bro like especially you know thinking about like school if the teacher doesn't like let if the instructor professor whatever says i don't gig nobody for being late you know what i'm saying like just having all your work by the end of the semester i will do all my work in the last week or two stress 90 percent like, will stressed out you know what i'm saying like going through it like and and i'll still get an a and that's what will make me do it again you know what yep. i'm saying yep. it's the fact that i work so well under pressure i guess but you don't understand what that does to you like mentally like that that shit that you're carrying on your mind because although let's say if Usually, a class semester is like what eight to sixteen weeks. I'm not right. sure. Yeah, right. Let's just say it's eight weeks. We just give it that number, and you only work for two weeks. Those six weeks, you, that's just resting on your mind. I'm thinking like, yo, I should do school. Yo, I need to knock out this class. Or I need to do this. Like, I'm falling behind. Like, I'm stressing. It's just resting on my mind. And it's always gonna every, be in the back of your mind. Every time you procrastinate, you just allow something to live in your head for longer. So you just taking up that that mental real estate, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, because it ends up weighing out on something else. Right. And it's just there. It, like you hold off on conversations that need to be had. You hold off on on anything like shit that you don't take care of right away. And it just lives in your head. I think that's just a form of procrastination. Like, you know, something got to get done, but you just leave it like. I know I need an oil change, but I'm still pushing this shit for an extra thousand miles. But in the back of my mind, I'm driving, I'm stressing like, fuck, what if my shit over? Like, you're thinking of all the things that can go wrong because you know you need an oil change. You're putting yourself through, like, these mental hoops 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was trying to say. Like, when you are a procrastinator, you're inflicting, like, unnecessary stress on yourself. Facts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that because, like, my, my check engine light's been on, I say, probably like a month now. And yeah. I knew I knew what it was. They told me when I got the oil change, hey, your transmission fluids are low. You know, you, you should probably get it done. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'll get it done later. And then it's like, it's always been I mean, every time I, I start the car, the reminder is right there in front of me. But I'm still like, nah, I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And today I was like, you know what? Because yesterday, you know, wifey was like, look, we'll take my car because your check engine lights on. And I don't want nothing to happen to your car. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Today I got to get up and I got to get to it, get this shit done. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I don't want to end up wearing and tearing too much on her car because we're taking hers around because I didn't want to be responsible enough to, you know, take care of that action. I put it in the back of the back of the bus. You know what I'm saying? And then we then we breaks down and we got one vehicle just because I didn't want to, you know, get it done when it was supposed to get done. So it, it, it kind of tunes in exactly what we're talking about. And it's it's perfect because a lot of times we do do that with a bunch of different things. And it does cause more stress because now you're thinking you're like, the money's in the bank. You got the money for it. Why not just get it done and knock it out and then not have to pay more later on down the road? Because now you done fucked up five or six more things because you didn't do that one thing. Right. And the thing is, is what makes it worse is that we have that level of understanding and know what we're doing. And I think that's what makes that's what makes what we're doing wrong, because, you know, better, you know, like if you knew better, you do better. But yes. it's like if you know better and you don't do better, you're wrong. And that, I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm like, I know that these are my problems. I know that procrastinating is wrong. So I've been combating it like with all my might, bro. Like I'm really, really fucking working on like not being a procrastinator, but it's fucking hard because there's so many other things that you rather do with your time. Like I can't focus on like just one individual thing. There's just so much going on in life. So it's like giving energy to like a multitude of things and then knowing that you have to hone in on this one thing, you just really got to take the time. Like yesterday, I just got to the point where I put my phone away. I put, I took my Apple watch off. Like I had to really just get in front of my computer and do work like with no distractions, you know, I had to turn off the TV sometimes. Like you, I just got to try my best to fucking do it because I understand <laughs> what I'm doing to myself mentally, you know, like right. most people. And it's frustrating me. And, uh, you know, frustration comes from like a lack of understanding. That's what I believe. I feel like if you have an, an, a disagreement with somebody like you and I are are arguing, essentially, is because one of us don't understand the other, you know. So mm-hmm. there's like there's the one person. There's always one person that's more angry than the other. Unless you got, and if you got two angry people, then there's trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but most of the time, somebody's upset because they don't understand. The person that's calm usually has a, a higher level of understanding. The person that's frustrated is too busy thinking of a reply to even listen to what the other person is saying. They're and listening then, to, they're listening to defend instead of listening to actually listen to the whole, whole concept of what is, you know, trying to be delivered. Right. And then, from that lack of understanding, the person that actually has the understanding, they start become start becoming frustrated because they don't understand how the other person that doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's like it's 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 like a fucking circle and it gets crazy, but it all comes from understanding. And once you once you understand how important understanding is, then you are able to grow because it makes you want to learn more. It's like most people who just want to fucking, you know, listen to reply. They're not trying to learn anything. They're just trying to get their point across. They want to get their view. And that's why most of the time what they say don't even make sense. If you want an argument with a closed minded person, like you guys would be taught you, you would, it's even crazy how you're arguing because each of you are talking about two different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've been in situations like that where, I'm having a disagreement with somebody and at the end we're talking about two different things because this person is still stuck on what they thought or what their perception of something was. And then I've already elevated the conversation to a whole other level that was even maybe far, far beyond their comprehension. And not because that there were like, there was like any idiocy involved or anything like that. It's just mostly like they just, was so focused on 
what am I going to say about this? That they didn't even realize that you've moved completely on from that. And then you end up and you're like, you're still talking about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you come in, when you come into any, any conversation frustrated, your, your mind's already clouded, you know, and you can't, you can't really intake anything until that frustration is gone. So it's okay to step away and walk away from the shit. You know what I'm saying? It may make that other person pissed off, but you calming down and assessing and reassessing and then coming back will help them grow eventually. Because once you, you know, later on after, you know, the whole fire done settled and shit, once you guys really get able, able to talk things through and that's just whether it's relationship, whether it's friendship, family, anything, you know what I'm saying? You're able to see things differently. You know what I'm saying? You're able to actually comprehend what the hell was supposed to be, you know, said and what was like, you know, really the whole overall topic was really about, you know what I'm saying? And once you figure that out, like, and you, like you said, you find that growth. And when you grow as a person, it becomes easier for you. Maybe not the ones around you because they're not willing to, you know, take that leap and grow because they don't want to, to listen or they're the person that's I'm never wrong. Or I know, I know, I know. And those, I know people are probably the hardest people to get the point across to, because no matter what they already know. Like, Even if they're wrong. I think a big red flag is when, you know, hearing people say that there's nothing wrong with them. because, mm -hmm. um, And it's not a red flag for everybody because essentially there are a lot of people that are just genuinely good people. And there's probably, they've probably never done anything wrong. But there's other people, like there are people out there that think they're perfect, that think that, you know. God's gift. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But more in a sense of, where some we everybody has boundaries right so there's a certain way that i want to be treated and how i treat other people right so right. if somebody if i'm acting accordingly if i'm being good to people in this in, to the point to where i can be treated exactly the same way that i treat other people and i will be okay with it then now i feel like there's nothing wrong with me you know what i mean yep because exactly because I'm willing to deal with somebody that's just like me. It takes you back to the whole would you date you episode, but you uh -huh. take what you take out of, you know, what you take out of the equation is, is the fact that personalities clash, like two different people bring two different sides of each other out. So if you were dealing with somebody exactly like you, that would work but you're not you're dealing with somebody who and most of the time you're with someone that's opposite of you because seems somehow opposites attract you know so you, you you got all of these fucking things in between that that makes that the wrong <laughs> it makes it wrong so it's just yeah communication is just really hard but it can be easy the right people to communicate with people just have to be willing to communicate and it's, it also depends when you, what part of life do you meet people? Like you can meet somebody right now and then meet them again years later, like get back to them and they'll be a completely different person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they got that, that growth. They found it. Yeah, they'll be a completely different person. You'd be like, damn, like, you changed a lot. I remember when you was out here bugging. Like, when I, when I recently went back to New York to see some of the cats that I, you know, was in like AIT, fucking, you know, basically, you know, AIT, my first duty station, like back in fucking 07, 08. You're taking it back. Yeah. Like when I seen these cats and how we was ripping and running, we we was in them, we was, we was wilding. And then we get back together fucking 13, 14. It was like 14 years later. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe 10 years later. So a whole decade goes by and you get back with these people and it's just like, you either gonna be like, damn nigga, you didn't, you still ain't changed, you still the same. And then there's the other ones like, yo, like you changed a lot. And I was getting that, like, bro, like y'all, I'm really proud of you, man. Like you really changed. Like your whole mentality is different. Like you're not even the same dude. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you should be growing. You should. You should change. Like when people say, oh, you changed. It's like good. I'm glad you noticed it. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to be that same person I was in 07. Because if I was that same person, I'd either be dead or I'd be in jail. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have They'll to go see from, that in yourself. Y'all go from dudes like you go from the homie like helping your guy cheat on his girl. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? To yeah. like to being the homie that's proud that you know, like, oh shit, like like 
you you will be that young and dumb where it's like I'm helping my dude do his girl wrong, and then to later on in life you like oh shit I'm happy to see y'all making it work I'm happy to see y'all do you know what I mean building a family like I'm happy to see that you you want some grown man shit you know it's like that's what growth is like you go from thinking one thing is cool to actually changing your mind and realizing like yo that's actually not cool at all you know and that's I mean? huge that's huge man and to make that leap I mean it it changes you overall like. The mentality, how you walk, how you step, I mean, just how you shake things up, everything is it's it, it comes in a full circle. But you have to be willing to make that change. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, all those things and those positions won't be the same. Everything's going to be it's just going to be falling apart in different avenues or one circle is not going to connect, you know, the dots. So, you know, you end up falling out of place. Mm-hmm. That's real, man. So if like thinking about that, like because we kind of led into this from talking about procrastination. Then we led into like understanding. And these are like, this is what, um, what DJ Khaled back in his Snapchat day will be like major key, (laughs) major keys and shit. So like, what do you, what, what is another thing that you realize? Like what's a major key or something that, you know, maybe a flaw that, that people possess or, or maybe a piece of advice or like things like that, like from what I just spoke about, does anything else come to your mind? Yeah. You got to understand who it is that you're looking at in the mirror. At the end of the day, you have to understand who you are to be able to mold who you're supposed to be molded into because a lot of people, they try to help other people when they haven't helped themselves first. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying about looking at the man in the mirror and getting to know yourself and even helping yourself first. Because even when you're on a plane and they give you that whole spiel in the beginning of your flight, they're like, put on your mask before you help anybody else put on theirs. Because how are you supposed to even help out others if you can't help yourself? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that whole vibe right there. You can't, you can't, help your own kid it could be your kid next to you and you see those masks drop your first instinct is to help your kid but you can only help him for so long you know like what if you have trouble helping him what if you get bumped out you see like you know you and then you can only hold your breath for so long before your ass gonna pass out now it's 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 curtains for both of y'all and exactly when if you save yourself and you now you can save him for longer like you have now y'all can you can save them through the entire process you can help them through the entire process rather than i die getting your mask on but now i wasn't able to prevent you from something else you know what i mean exactly because if if you're given the you know that information like i said if you haven't been through it how are you supposed to help these other people go through the shit because otherwise it's just you're filling them with lies because you truly don't know what it is because you have never walked through those waters yet you haven't you haven't swam in the middle of the ocean to, you know, to try to give someone advice to swim across that bitch. Facts. Is there anything that you would trade your abilities for? Like you, you can rap, like that's your niche right now. Would you trade that for something else? Honestly, I just want to be able to help people. Like at the end of the day, that's, that's just what I'm, what I'm shooting for is just being able to help people. But like I said, that's why I defined the help that I needed first. Mm-hmm. So I can be capable and willing to be able to do that without any remorse, without, you know, any second guessing, because I know that this is what I was supposed to do. Mm. I mean, I see where you took it. I was I was going right and you you went left, but I, that's, I like that's, that's what is dope like about this. Going. That's what's dope like about Wingman Wednesday, because you get <laughs> you get the double effect. You know what I'm saying? You get right, right. two different perspectives that well, are going to eventually lead into one lane. Right, right, right. I was trying to go right in a sense of. I guess trying to move away from the more serious conversation to something right. more lighter. But mm-hmm. I do like what you're saying in the sense of I'm like, what would you trade your talent for? So we have we have the talent to make music and we, we're writers and we, we're performers. And it's like, but your goal is to help people. You want to make music to help people. So I guess you would trade your talent, you know, to help something, but not 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 to gain anything for yourself. So that's super deep. But I was meaning in the sense of like, for another ability, you know what I'm saying? Like, would I give up my ability to rap to be able to sing, you know? Because I would, 
I will. Nigga. <laughs> I, hey, that's <laughs> I will, nigga. Like, I'm I'm right there on board with you on that one because I, I remember I like sing, bro. Oh man, I remember I remember before puberty hit. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, <laughs> doing talent shows, and I was singing, like singing Usher type stuff, like high that's notes crazy. and everything. And then, you know, when the maturity hits and it's like the the, the bass starts hitting in your voice, yeah. the, the treble that's starts to slowly dissipate. You're like. And you start cracking in notes and shit, and you're like, oh, I guess this ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? And then you hear, because, I mean, 90%, I'm not going to say 90%, maybe like 70% of, like, hip-hop artists don't even really listen to hip-hop. Most of them yeah. listen to R&B. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they can try to to mask their emotions and this and that, but when they're alone by themselves, they're bumping R&B, it's a different feel. You know what I'm saying? And everybody has emotions, no matter how hard you can act or, you know, the 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 front that you put on everybody's still got emotion you know what i'm saying you still got to battle through shit so it's like those slow songs and shit they hit differently they 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 touch a spot that some songs can't even really hit mm-hmm. and it makes you feel some type of way and it's like damn bro and then it's like i know i write i got so many r&b songs written but i just i can't sing them you know what i'm saying and i'm, I'm right waiting for the right person to find with that voice and that tone to really bro. be able to elevate that sound and make something out of it because I'm willing to do that. You know, that's just who I am. I tested myself recently, man. And I wrote like a, a more melodic song because I had this vibe that I was trying to get on. I sent something to Tizzy and I was like, yo, I need a beat like this. And then he made it. The beat was absolutely insane. And I wrote a dope ass song to it, bro. But it was going to take being melodic. It was going to take auto tune. And I was trying to tap into something different. But as soon as I got there and we start trying to actually perform the record, he was like, nah, bro. Like, I even said, like, this ain't it. Like, I can't, like, somebody else needs to do this. Like, I don't have the voice for this shit. But the song is so fire. You know, like, I know that I that I wrote a fucking hit, but I just can't perform it. What, what's happened What's wish, happened offline for that? What's happened offline of that? <laughs> I always wish that I can sing, bro. And it's, and it's like, even coming with age, right? Like, I'm I'm at that point now where I'm just, like, trying to battle being old. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, and I think that's what was twisting my head about, like, the performance and, and everything that I that I did was the fact that I'm like, bro, I'm I'm too old for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, I'm, I feel like that people can even look and think, like, man, why, like, I can just feel like this is young music, but I'm too old to be doing this shit. You know what I mean? But then other moments, I'm like, no, I'm not. I still got my youth. I'm still fire. I'm still, you know what I mean? So We can, we can still run with the best of them. That's, that's the crazy part. Battling my age, bro. Like, like I, like, bro, yo, you know how I know I'm salty? It's because, <laughs> and how I'm letting my age get the best of me. It's because you start looking at what the young boys, what the young kids are doing, and then you start throwing hate, you know? Like, when I did E5, I, everything Liddy, I'm like, let them young boys dance. I don't get sturdy for shit. Glock in my pants. Only thing sturdy my wrist. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But deep down inside, all I want to do is get sturdy, nigga. Right. <laughs> I wish I could fucking get sturdy. Like, I see these young kids do that shit, and I'm like, bro, like, I wish I could do this. This is so fire. These kids look so fucking dope. Like, New York just knows how to make those dances that make you look like it don't take away from your gangster. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No other state, no other state, I don't give a fuck what nobody say Maybe crumping, but that shit just look like you you catching the seed, you bugging the fuck out. But, bugging. <laughs> but there's no other state that could do dances that still make you maintain your cool and your gangster. That's only the yitty, my nigga. And yeah. sturdying. These niggas look like I'm dancing right now, but I will fuck you up right after. Like facts. <laughs> and, facts. I'm over the- here, and I'm over here. And I'm only reason I said that is because I don't know how to sturdy. I'm low-key right. salty. So I eliminate myself from having to sturdy by saying. Let them young boys dance. I don't get sturdy. Like, I'm too old for that shit. You know what I mean? But deep down inside, that's I just wish I could fucking dance like that, bro. Like, for real, nigga. So that's kind of what I mean with, like, coming to age and just realizing, like, you know, when shit ain't for you, but you still respect that shit. Like, I got mad love for what these young boys are doing, man. Oh, and yeah. If my body could do that shit, I'll be doing that shit right fucking now, bro. But, I mean, it's like it's like what 3-6 Mafia did, twisting my body from side to side. Like, I don't dance, you know what I'm saying? I got my arms folded in the club, just 
moving side to side because I'm like lean back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was it was simplistic dances because yeah. that was for the older generation. But the, the dope thing about nowadays with technology is there's no age gap that is connected to it. You know what I'm saying? There's there's people that are I mean, like, look at those guys. What in the UK? Those old guys are like 80 years old that are rapping and yeah. they went fucking completely viral. Mm-hmm. There's there's back in 10, 20 years ago would have never happened ever. Thanks. They would have they would have just been blown off and be like, yeah, that's fuck these old guys. But that's the that's the generation that we have to evolve to now. We have to we mm-hmm. have to transition and continue to transition in order for us to stay afloat. Because if we don't and we get stuck in that mentality, we've already killed ourselves off. But as us being dope lyricists and mm-hmm. artists thoroughly, that's what that's what separates us from a lot of people our age because there's not many people our age that are doing what we're doing. I just gotta get away from the drill, bro. Like I feel like like I'm I'm happy that E5 is such a dope album and I'm getting noticed for it. But like most of the new people that follow me, like they know me for drill now. Like to the point where they just like kinda they forgot that I just rap like how right. I rap. I'm I'm like a regular rapper, bro. Like where I'm just, it seems like I'm just known for drill. I got followers. They just always sending me drill videos, always sending me drill. Be- Any producer hit me, they sending me a drill beat. Mm-hmm. Anybody that hit me and say, yo, I want it. I hear you on this song. There's some cat in Tacoma that I'm, I think I really want to work with. And um, he was like, yo, I got the perfect, you know, after I did the, 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 the video, yo, I got a perfect beat for you. He sends it to me. And he was right. It was the perfect beat for me. <laughs> but, but it was, you know, some form of drill. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm becoming known for this. And now people want this from me. But but that's just not where I'm at right now, man. And I'm trying to keep my my mentality, like, on it. Because this is the wave. Like, this is where they got me at. But I'm like, fuck, like, I wish I didn't. Well, that's not true. I'm glad that I did so well on drill and shit. But a lot of people who just starting to get to know me and they're knowing me for that, I just think that they don't understand, like, how many layers there are to me. Like, if they would have started following me on earlier and started hearing the real, the rap shit and kind of, you know, where I, where my mind really can go. So now it just puts more pressure on me for my next project to say I really got to fuck it up. Like, I really got to take them somewhere else. Like, really show them, like, all right, cool. I I, I got you right here. But come over here, like let me show you something. Yep. <laughs> you ever seen a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, you hundred percent on that because when I dropped yeah. for the team, everybody was in my inbox, like all these these producers, like, yo, I got this anthem beat, this anthem beat, this anthem beat. It was like, you know, I did that anthem song, you know, for my team, for my unit, you know what I'm saying? Just to showcase, look, I'm here, we're here, and we're here to to show you guys something, you know what I'm saying, that we can touch different avenues like it's a constellation like we're building a full bigger picture you know what i'm saying if we get stuck on one star how the fuck are we really supposed to shine there's only one huge star and that's the north star you know what i'm saying like other than that i mean who's who's trying to be just one big thing you know what i'm saying i want to be able to touch different avenues and just open up different doors and opportunities to be able to develop myself as an artist and overall because we are capable of touching any genre if we really really wanted to and honed in mm-hmm. because our pen game is nasty you know what i'm saying and that no one can take that from us you know the ink will never run out of our pens because that's just who we are you know and people got to understand that's you got to learn the transitions of things and you can't just be stuck in a box and the producers got to understand the same thing i know that they're like oh well this he was a you know dope ass drill artist so we got to keep sending him drill keep sending him drill because he's dope and it's going to put my name out there as a drill producer mm-hmm. and then the other people are going to want to work but you got to be willing and to transition and open things and that's why I think I rock so well and so heavily with JL because JL's discography in his mind he's so young but he's an old soul inside there i mean sampling from the 60s from the 50s and you know 80s music and really understanding music overall he's doing edm beats now he's doing like 80s 90s classic beats and (laughs) it's that transition right there that's the growth factor that everybody needs to understand because if you place yourself in a box there's only so far that you can go you're limiting yourself so that's why i consider we consider ourselves as artists we're not rappers we're artists a lot of times 
you're not the one putting you in the box. Other people are boxing you. Right. That's that's what's happening to me. Like I didn't there was before E5, I didn't really dabble in drill. I just did, you know, you know the drill. And that was kind of like a projection. But as soon as I turned up on drill and that's been my shit now, it's like there's this the producer that did Oppie, I he he was posting something that it was like a trap beat. And I was like, yo, this is fire, like send this to me or something like that. He's like, You do trap? And I'm like, yeah, I do everything. He's, I'm like, I, I rap on everything. He's like, oh, I, I, I thought you was just a drill artist. And I'm like, no, bro. Like, that's when you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, that's not what it is. I just did drill for this time. And that's what how you noticed me. Like, you learned E5. I mean, Five Hat is the song that he he found me on. Like, he Five Hat I did like a real and he found it and that's how he discovered me you know so his introduction to me was drill so for me to be over here like yo you got to send me this beat and it's a trap beat this and he's like wait what uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean because you can tell people don't really take the time to really go back to your discography like go back and say let me see what else this cat unless they really fucking with you they really invested in you you know what i'm saying so and that's that's why i stated in my in my new song that i haven't released yet you know I'm I'm nice with this. Check the discography. Go mm-hmm. back and look and do your studies and your research, people. Like, don't assume shit, you know, just because, you know, you read one thing. You It's just like articles. You know, you're not going to get the straight facts from reading one article. You got to really study the facts and go in and read multiple articles and see what the fuck the true facts are and pull them together and then build something from that. And then you can create your vision of how you see or what, you, you know, what you think of somebody because automatically assuming shit that usually puts you out of perspective so really hone in on that man and that's for anybody and everybody no matter what the hell you're doing like you got to really study the facts before you know you just go with assuming and placing people in different areas that they're really not even that's not even their area right yeah that's real man i'm i'm just excited to be where i'm at now because i feel like i can go in any direction now like Mm -hmm. i can they're they're expecting something and I'm able to throw them for a loop. I'm just glad that I was able to really get my shit off. Like, you know, and I'm still I'm still mad that I, I didn't just that's one thing. I guess one thing I took from um my cityscape performance is that I wish I did um everything Liddy. <laughs> nah, I fucked with five hat, bro. Heavy. Like, I, I mean, you could have even done you could have even done outro you know to intro. You know why I love fucking everything Liddy? Just because of the fucking way that that shit goes off on the second verse, I just wanted to be able to, to to say out loud, and enact, like um, I'm trying to slut me a smooch. I got the juice. She wanted to love her face. Yeah. She want me the wife. I ain't no lifer. I cannot live in no cage. I'm raising hell in a cat. Stay out of dodge. My demons are ready to raise. They scheming. They stalking your page. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that little thing. I just wanted to do that so bad. <laughs> Yeah, back, you know I mean? back. like that that double time float and how everything is just bang, 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 entendres, bar after bar. And like I just I really just got in the fucking in that bitch's guts and I wanted to project that shit on the mic, bro. Like that that part just gets me every single time, nigga. That part and the um if you slip, I'ma slide. <laughs> You can tell that's my bitch by the size of her ass and her thighs. You know what I mean? Like the way that the, the transitions on that shit. Come on, bro. Five Hat just got the, the more catchy hook. Right, right. But when it comes to bars, nigga, I feel like everything Liddy takes the cake, bro. Like, I, I wanted to perform that song so bad, bro. But well, you know what? You know what? There's more, <laughs> opportun- there's more opportunities that are going to arise from this that your next one, there you go. You already got it set in stone. You know what I'm mm. saying? You did this one. Now the next step, everything Liddy. You know what I'm saying? And then by the next step, you already got brand new shit that's about to pop off and you're going to hit him with a curveball. You know, they're not expecting. And that's what I love about us as artists, because especially when we do singles, because, you know, when you hear the first verse is dope, you get the hook, always fire. And then you get a second verse. When you get a second verse, that verse from us will always be elevated to the next level because you got to listen to the full fucking song to really get the overall picture. And when we come in on second verses, it's always going to be crazy because now we're trying to outshine that first verse just as we do when we go against each other, you know what I'm saying? Because we know that we know what we're capable of, but uh-huh. we also know that, oh, I know Ray Sosa is going to go hard. So now I got to get in my bag and I really right. got to go, you know, and really hone in on this penmanship. And 
that's how dope songs come alive. You know, it's it's that old school way of of writing, like what they used to be. It was a friendly competition between the homies. And nowadays, nowadays they don't really do that. It's it's more so of oh man, fuck this guy. You know, everybody's just constantly hating on each other. It's like, yo, let's grow together. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. Why you, not? Why you not collect harder. everybody's everybody's audience around us instead of just having one solo audience? Let's have. Hey, we got five people in the group. Let's do a giant fucking remix and let's get all five of the people's fucking audience and to, let's all grow. Yeah, facts. And it's like when you have when you respect the person's pen that you're working with, it it improves yours. You already know, like, I can't just come weak on this because this nigga's going to fly on this shit. If this, mm-hmm. if this nigga, if this nigga choose to take flight, then, then, you know, I'm in trouble. I got to make sure that I'm on point. I'm on, I'm top flight with my shit. You know what yep. I mean? So, yeah, man, it's just all about just making a dope song. Like, and sometimes it's not all about like, that's, you can't also get wrapped up in where it's like, I'm just trying to eat this dude. It's also about making a dope song. So if yep. that, if you could easily eat that verse, then maybe you should talk to the other dude and say, all right, hey, we, we should probably work on the verse. Like, we got to let's find a way to make this the best song, not how I can just look like the better rapper on this song. Because that's, that's the respect factor way. between us, because yeah. we know, OK, look, that shit wasn't <clears throat> that shit wasn't what we were expecting. Let's mm-hmm. revamp it. Let's revisit this shit and mm-hmm. rewrite it. And we don't get in our feelings about this shit like some people can't take constructive criticism and they getting their feelings about it and they're like, oh, well, fuck this song now, like, whatever. Like, nah, bro, we're here to to put out a dope record. Like, we want records. We want, we're trying to hit charts with this shit. So it's like, we don't want no pity pat rap. We don't want no cat in the hat shit. Like, we got to stick in their minds forever. So it's like, be crafty with the pen, you know, and just keep elevating each other at the end of the day. Right. That's a fact, bro. You got to, man. And that's, that's just where we got to fucking you know, really tap in and just say, all right, what do I want to do? What direction I want to go in? And how am I going to do this? It just takes a lot of thought. It's not just about like, anybody could write a dope verse. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, what are you doing? I I, I compare, I listen to a lot of my old music. Well, whenever I do, and I see why, where I was going wrong. You know, like, I'm like, the talent was always there, but this is where I was going wrong. You got to make, you got to make this a song that, you can play for for everybody and not not everybody because some people just don't like rap music and shit but mm-hmm. I, you know the the every kind of listener so now you got to pick the best beat that you that you feel you will sound great on for the people who listen for beats then you got to write your, the best lyrics for the people who respect and enjoy lyricism but then you also got to write in a way for those who may not get everything you're saying but say something where it's simple enough to where they can actually understand it enough to like it. The relatability. So relati- the, the relati- yeah, so now I'm writing to two audiences. And that's, that's where, like, that's when my writing game shifted, when I learned how to write to two audiences at the same time. And then mm-hmm. where it sounds like, it sounds simplistic to you. Like, to you, you just like, oh, this is crazy. But then I play for somebody like Fitted, and he's like, I see what you did there. Like, you know, you, you catch the, what, but an average listener won't catch the comprehension of what you're actually, you know, yeah. trying to personify the overall big picture. You know what I'm saying? It's like every, every puzzle has the exact amount of pieces in the right position that it needs to have that, that final, that final graphic, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you, if you're just placing a bunch of random pieces, try to put them together, most of the time that that puzzle is not going to, it's not going to look how it's supposed to look. And that's, that's the the part of the artistry that, the development comes in. It's like understanding, like you said, where you went wrong and us listening to our old shit is it gives us the ability to study what, where we went wrong, what we did wrong and how can we revamp it and fix it to where these new joints, these people are really going to hone in. And we've done that, you know, and the people are starting to really understand, you know, yo, these guys are nice. Like, and you see, you know, I share, constantly on song reviews and getting different people's perspectives that don't even look like they listen to music like that we do, but they really they do never, because they listen to it. And from the couple that you sent me, they've never had anything to say about our rapping. It's always about the mix. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they never even say like, 
yo, you could have slowed down your flow. You could have rapped better. You could. They'd be like, yo, bars. This is y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all killed it. All right, but this is they always tap into the mix. The mix itself. Yep. And that's that's. I was like, damn. Like the whole time, I'm thinking like I'm listening. To, I'm watching and I'm listening to them. Listen to the song, and I'm like, fuck. Like I feel like I could have did better on this. Like you start getting insecure. You start doubting yourself. And then, well, at least me. I can't say for you, but. I'll be like, fuck, is this shit hitting? Because their faces just, you're trying to gauge their reactions, but then you see that they're listening beyond your voice, bro. They they listening for, like, the intricate details of this shit. Uh-huh. But then when they come back and they give the review, they just, like, they can't deny that niggas is nice. All they doing is saying, like, yo, you need to mix it. Like, the mix is this, the master, like, and then it's just like, all right, cool, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. That's the dope thing about like, getting, you know, your songs out there. Like, people, get your songs out there. Get them listened to. Get the criticism that you need, man, and grow with that shit. Because if you if you take it to heart and, and like, anything that they say, like, oh, you know, you should work on this or work on that, and you start taking it to heart, it's going to all build up. And eventually you're going to end up saying, fucking, I don't want to do this no more. But if you take it and elevate with it, because I know when I send my songs in, my heart starts racing. Like, I'm not yeah. even going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> that anxiety starts hitting, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like but When you send me the replay, the video is already happening. My heart is racing. Yeah. Once I hear the song that I'm on, and then I'm like, fuck, and I'm, on, I'm at the end. Mm-hmm. And then I hear them bigging you the fuck up in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, this nigga, this nigga finished spazzed on this song. <laughs> like, when, I, when they was playing, when they was playing, um, what you call it? fuck um in the bag get get to the bag yeah and they playing your part i'm listening and i'm just like yo they going crazy for fitted part just wait till they hear my part mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but then when it comes to under pressure i'm like fuck like fitted really killed this shit yeah but that's why i like i like doing the song reviews especially with our shit because you know we're yeah. two different artists but we're so honed in together that right, right. the mashup is just mm-hmm. It's like perfected that, you know what I'm saying? Once the tone is there, once the 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 mix and master is done, no one's going to be able to touch what we're doing. And it only progresses and gets better and better and better. Every song that we've done has gotten better and better and better and better. And I know that from here on out, it's only going to be consistently getting better because that's the type of artist we are. We want that growth. We want we want that dope feedback. And we we kind of like feed off of that shit. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, all right, they, they were fucking with that. All right, now let's hit them with something even doper. You know what I'm saying? And right. and it I love your verse on Under Pressure. That second verse you did was fucking crazy. And not everybody's going to really understand it because mm-hmm. not everybody has put the boots on. So they don't understand the military right. concept and the military mindset. But those of us that have been in there and we, you know, we've, we've been on the front line of that area. We comprehend that. And there's a lot of people that we are related to in that area. So we have to speak on that. You know what I'm saying? But even those people that haven't, they still, they're like, yo, this is nice. This is dope. Like what they're saying, like, they're not going to understand, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they told me. That's the, only thing, that's the only thing I wish I didn't do in that song is that I think that it was just too personalized and I was going through like some weird shit at the time. So, but that's what it's that, about. It's about under yeah. pressure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you said, left me with nothing but PTSD. There's so many. When that bar hits, mm-hmm. so many people relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not only in the military you deal with PTSD, and that's where people go wrong. They got it. You know, that stigma is all fucked up because anybody and everybody can go through it. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it is in life that you, you know, you see that changes your whole personification mentally and just fucks you up, you know, and that that bar right there is probably the heaviest fucking bar. Like, I mean, there's so much power in that that people are like, damn, you know, let me go back and re-listen to this whole joint now. And that's that's the type of music that we make. We make that let's replay this shit, this replay music because they got <clears> so <throat> hype on this one bar that they missed fucking four bars because they were like, oh shit, oh did you hear that? Like, yo, nigga, go back because you got to run that back because you didn't hear the other five bars and the entendres that were flipped in there too. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, but this with that under pressure one, I was I was like low key nervous listening to that shit because I'm like, fuck, how are they gonna receive this one? Because you know, I know you. That's like under your verse on under pressure is like what like easily my favorite verse from you. Period. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, just overall, like it's not just lyric lyrically or anything like that. It's just 
your flow, your 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 lyrics, like the way you wrote the beat, like you really just fucking grew wings on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like your overall performance is you had a, an amazing performance. And then I know my performance is going to be subjective. It's going to be, do you understand what I'm saying? And then Tizzy, I don't, I, I said from the beginning, I don't like how he mixed my vocals at the end. Right, like right. He, he, his mix on my vocals were, don't really allow what I'm saying to even come out more because he put that dark voice in way too many places where when I'm saying, you know, like my biggest fear is I'm going to die from stress. I said it in, in a voice that lived on its own. Like, no, and, my, and, and my the original charisma. that you sent me is, yeah. I mean, that, that is so powerful. Like, because yeah. there's so much that like, it's relatable to so many people like that, mm -hmm. that just hits like that whole verse, man. Like, I know you may second guess it, but you know me, I listen to listen and I listen to, to get that, that feel like where, where was this person at that moment? I'm trying to visualize everything that they say. And I think that's where we are different artists and other people, because we really listen to listen. And a lot of people just listen. Oh, that's a dope beat. Like that's dope. And the whole thing of under pressure was inspired by you. You know what I'm saying? I remember, I forgot what song it was that you sent me, but it was just, it went hard. And I was like, and it was, um, I went to the beat. I think it was, was it Hollywood's beat? I think it was Hollywood's beat or Hollywood's beat. And I went on his page because you were like, go on his page and just find a beat, whatever. And, you know, he'll rock out with it. No, it wasn't Hollywood. Was that, was that Mad Tech? It was Mad Tech. It was Mad Tech. There we go. And I, I instantly found a beat and like the hook was just like automatic. And I sent it right to you and you were like, oh, damn, like, you were in the bag. I was like, it was all because you inspired that moment. Yeah. And I couldn't let that shit pass because if it did, the song wouldn't have been as big as it was, you know, so far. And it hasn't even dropped. It hasn't yet. even dropped, bro. And so many so people are relating to it. Yeah. There's so much work that needs to be not done, but on the back end. Yeah. I think that we need to format it better. We need to get a hook. We need to, I think the, you singing on the hook part and me talking through the hook on, the, on my verse, that's cool. But when I break, when I break and then I go right into like a, an, a another rendition of a verse, I feel like we need to squeeze a hook inside there mm -hmm. and, we to, and we need to give you another eight bars. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I think, the same thing. But first, so like leave the ending, like how it ends, you know, kind of just cut it and bring it toward the end. Let it end that way still, but squeeze in under pressure, like a, like a hook bass yeah and then eight bars from you and then eight bars me right in right after you like like quick little tidbits like oh and another thing mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and i won't change anything you just need it. i don't know how many bars it is but you can count how many bars is my second part and just do something the exact same yeah, amount. it's like it's like an eight bar it's an eight bar count i think yeah it might be four to eight but it's probably eight bars yeah do um do that like i think that's gonna really just finish the song and where it it actually feels like it's resolved because the way that it ends now is just like a whole lot and i feel like we need to give people a break so after my first verse break it with another under pressure mm -hmm. and you talk you talk a little through your shit and then get your eight bars off and then let me finish it with those eight bars to kind of give that that resolve at the end like like we and I think it'll feel so much better after that. Right. Like going up the mountain and going down the mountain smooth. Right. Right. Giving them a peak point and then, you know, breaking down right. and just letting it ride and vibe out. Mm -hmm. And they get you. That. You brought it up. I follow suit. Then you bring it down mm -hmm. and, I follow, and I follow suit like it, that type of vibe. Like because you came in, it was up and it was stuck. And then I come in and I'm like, oh, I got to come up now. Yep. And then then we ease it out, we ease it down. And then you give them, you give them some eight bars or some, some, some work, like very similar to, you know, what I'm talking about, you right. know, kind of like reminiscing, like mm -hmm. shit, shit like that. And I think that's going to make that song like, son, that's, that's going to be it. <laughs> it's it's just so crazy that the, the, the type of love that we're already getting from one, it's not even mix and mastered. Two, it's not even complete. But these people, the energy that that comes from just as soon as a beat starts, they're like automatic because you already know beat selection is fucking huge in the industry, man. I mean, in anything, in any song, any genre, 
beat selection the first 10 seconds if they're not vibing they're already changing the song and that's how we are as artists and if that beat's not hot we you know we'll check it and we'll skip to the middle uh-huh. no it's not vibing all right next beat and it's that quick so if you don't catch that that attention right off the go i mean good luck you're not all that bars that you have in there it could be fire as fuck but you just wasted it facts yeah we're gonna we're gonna do it we got to revisit that and really mix and master it properly and give it the attention that it needs because that's the hit right there for sure. Well, I got people that want to mix and master it. So I got a free mix and master from, uh, from them, from the guys in the, in the review that we just bro. did. So, so you and, know and there are three, one, the guy up top and, you know, with the hat that was, had the hat on, he's a three-time Grammy award winner, two Latin and one hip hop. And he's got 450 albums that he's done, you know, produced in his time. You know what I'm saying? I've seen his home studio. I've seen his regular studio. I mean, the dude, the dude bought a church, literally bought out a church and turned it into a studio. So they literally have like natural reverb in there as well. I mean, the dude is just, just immaculate when it comes to like the sounds of, you know, music. And that's why I've been studying, you know, the different arts of music as well, because I want to be able to branch. I want to be able to connect with different, different people. And then, you know, just seeing the different artists that are on there too, it's like, I'm connecting with so many different people now by just showcasing what the fuck I can do. You know, just getting yourself out there is the biggest thing, I think, honestly, man. And just having the faith of just trusting the process and what you do. You know, like I said, you know, in the beginning, if you firmly believe in what you're doing, the shit's going to fall into place. But you just got you got to put in that, that that footwork behind it. And like you said earlier, stepping out, stepping yeah. up and stepping out because What's the point in doing all the putting all this dope work and content together? And if nobody gets to hear it but you and then your your close homies, like it, it's pointless because you could be making residual income off of this shit from just dropping it. Right. And we're gonna definitely drop that shit, nigga. We got oh, yeah. We we gotta release a lot of music, man. I'm I'm already looking into my next, you know, endeavor. Like, all right, how am I gonna get this to how am I gonna put this together, get all of this, like I really see something that I need to tap into and I need to kind of take advantage of some, some newly found like notoriety and shit that I'm like, all right, this, I got, I got the eyes of some people that can actually potentially put me in a different bracket and a different space. I just gotta, you know, when you can kind of tell people are watching you, they like, yeah, I'm looking at this guy, but I need a little bit more before I really tapped in, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I just got to start working on that a little more. And I think my next move got to be my best move. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I think we dropped enough jewels and we hit them with enough this podcast. I'm saying. We had a few disruptions. (laughs) You know, nothing that a little chippity chop, you know, edit here, edit there can't fix. But, you know, it's always a pleasure doing these pods with you, my guy. You already know. I can't can't wait for next um, Wednesday. I really just be potting and trying to figure things out to to the next Wednesday. (laughs) That's really really how my pods go. I'm like, all right, how am I just going to buy time till next Wednesday when we really get to get our shit off? (laughs) I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm going to say, the people may, the people may here soon just have a full podcast with Sosa and Fitted. So y'all just be on the lookouts, man, because we got gems and jewels for days and we're constantly learning and picking up them same things. So we're passing them out. So just tune in with us, man, because this is what we do. Yeah. So y'all already know the vibes. Ray with the Esos with a five. My man Fitted Santana with a three. Follow us all over social media. Stream our music. Follow the pod, T-H-E dot P-A-W-D. And we out this bitch. I wish y'all much health and wealth. Peace. Peace.